Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. Our goal is to bring color to the black and white pages of scripture as we flesh it out. Okay, this just feels really <laughs> weird, I have to say, because we don't have the special guest we were hoping no. for. That will have to happen at a later date. Erica needs to prep someone. I do. <laughs> A little, a little bit. Better. He's he's busy. Yes. But we do have another special guest who is with <laughs> us today. And so it feels weird to have an audience. See, I'm not looking at her. Come say hi. Come say hi. <laughs> Hello. This is oh, our, Jenna. This is our sister Jenna. Our third one. You yes. finally get to meet her, sort of. Hear her. Hear her. You finally get to hear her. So yeah, so she's joined us today. Yes. So she'll probably be very quiet. I'm sure she won't. She's shaking her head. Yes. <laughs> but she's here. Yes. So it's fun. But it is episode five of season three, our short summer, summer set. set. We have one more after this. Yes. In our short summer set. Yes. And then we'll start up in the fall. And next week, we'll tell you what's happening in the fall. In two weeks, you mean. Oh, yeah. In two weeks. In next two weeks. episode. And we're super excited about yes. it. But... We'll Gotta wait. come back. Yes. So, Erica, mm-hmm. we have been doing random topics all summer, kind of trying to to flesh out, them. yeah, to give color to Jesus' life, to the add black and white to pages. the black and white pages of of the Gospels, to give context and color. What was it like for mm-hmm. Jesus and the disciples growing up? Mm-hmm. We've talked about a day in the life, which turned into. The first 12 years, yes. I think it was, of a child. We've talked about idioms. We've mm-hmm. talked about different branches, sects. Yes, of Judaism. Of, mm-hmm. That's right. And this week, this episode, possibly next episode, yeah, we are going to flesh out being a rabbi. Right. We all know, we should all know, Jesus was a rabbi. Right. He was not the only rabbi no. traveling. Mm-mm. So we're going to kind of flesh out what is a rabbi, and let's start with, is a rabbi today Mm -hmm. the same thing as a rabbi we saw in the Gospels? It's it's a little bit different. Anytime in the Gospels you see Jesus called teacher, the actual word behind it is rabbi. Okay. So they call him rabbi in the scriptures. Um, Today it's a formal title, like... A teacher. You go to a school, you get a degree in it. Like a priest? Yeah. Like formality-wise? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's more religious than a teacher. It's You're studying scripture, you're okay. teaching scripture. It's more like you're on a job, occupation, yeah. goal. Okay. Yeah. But in scripture, in the Gospels... It hasn't been formalized yet. Okay. So... It's not like Jesus was given the title rabbi by a certain group of people who said, you are now a rabbi. Okay. Oh, like um, my first father-in-law. He was... Oh. Can you explain why you have a first father-in-law? <clears throat> Sorry, because he passed away and my mother-in-law got remarried to an amazing man. Both were amazing. Yes. Both my father-in-laws. Um, but, oh, he got a title because he had to sit in front of people and ask questions. Ordained. Ordained. Thank you. <laughs> that That's the going? word. Ordained. <clears throat> that would be kind of what a rabbi is, ordained. Okay. Today. They ha- they didn't have that process in Jesus' time. Okay. That comes around later. That but comes so later. kind of going, was a rabbi a Pharisee, a Sadducee, what did they just kind Anything. of... Okay. Anybody who traveled around teaching, who was trying to help the common man, woman, understand okay. scriptures better, 
could was a rabbi. Okay. But a Pharisee does not equal no. a rabbi. A no. Pharisee does not equal a teacher of the law. No. I mean a rabbi? No. Okay. So a rabbi is just your... Right. A Pharisee would be like a denomination. Okay. A rabbi would be a title of okay. a job, sort of. Okay. Does so. that make sense? She's looking at Jenna, and Jenna is shaking her head. Nodding. 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 (laughs) Yes. Nodding. Nodding her head, yes. All right, so Erica, now that we hopefully have a better idea of what's a rabbi. Right. Where did you want to go next with explaining a rabbi? Well, I guess a typical rabbi, first of all, there were many rabbis during this time, and there are obviously still rabbis today. Um, And there were some very huge rabbis before the time of Jesus, so... He was not the first. Um, He's one of the most well-known rabbis in the history of Israel. But a rabbi would be like the modern superstar for our culture. You know, we look up to the sports people, the the movie stars. Yeah, those are our heroes. Who do we want to be like? Who do we want to emulate? Who do we talk about? Who, when they come into town, everybody knows about it, and it's so exciting. That was the rabbis. They were the modern superstars of first century Israel. And Jesus would be an all-star of rabbis. The man was brilliant in the way he taught, in the way he lived. He was phenomenal. So among the rabbis, Jesus stood out. Yeah. There were things he did that was similar to other rabbis, and then there were some things he did that was very that different. That made him stand out. Right. Okay. Yeah. So a rabbi is only a man? No, women could be rabbis too, but part of being the a rabbi meant traveling often. Okay. And so for a woman, it was harder to get away from the house. She had young children. She was nursing. She was training her young kids. So it's very difficult for women. There's actually a husband and wife rabbi couple um, in Judaism. Today? Around the time of Jesus. Oh, interesting. I can't remember. I can't remember. The husband's very famous, but his wife was a famous one. Okay. Um, So, yeah, because part of being a rabbi was traveling around, and if you're raising a family. Or pregnant. Or pregnant (laughs) or nursing, it's easier for the husband to leave than the wife. But it was not a male-only occupation. I also heard, because there's different schools of thought, mm-hmm. and there's different, more famous rabbis. You studied under this one. Yeah. That they, they could even intermarry between the schools of thought. Like Rabbi, I did, Dwight Pryor says, Rabbi Hillel's yes. disciples could marry Rabbi Shammai's oh, yeah. disciples. So yeah, you could. That's yeah. just another way to say they were, they were men and women. True. Rabbis. Because, yep, they would not have two men. Yes. Or two women. All right. So you have, we're going to stick with the male just because that's the more common. It's the easier one. Far more common. So what did his life look like? Did he just travel all day, all year? Was he constantly on the road? Yes. Every rabbi. Yes. Did you like her? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's like saying, what's every preacher's pastor's schedule? schedule. They all looked a little bit different, but here's a a general idea. Um, Because some rabbis had two jobs. It was very common for rabbis to have other jobs. 
To help support to themselves. To help support themselves, yeah. Because a rabbi's not getting paid. Right. You didn't do this for the money. Okay. Yeah, you did it because you had a message. You wanted to help people understand the Bible better. So you're a superstar and everyone wants to be like you, but money is, and wealth and riches are not associated right. with it. Not too often. Okay. Um, so a common common way a rabbi would work is he would raise up disciples. Okay. And we don't completely understand what it was like for disciples because we look at it as a student-teacher relationship, and that was part of it. But a disciple was much more involved and much more intense. It was not just learning from the teacher eight hours a day, but it was living with mm-hmm. the teacher to see how this teacher interacted as they walked down the street. How did they talk and treat the women? How did they treat the prostitute? How did they treat the Roman centurion? How did they treat the taxpayer? How did they treat the Pharisee, the Sadducee? Well, and then that you're mentioning people I get along with, people right. who are... Uh, not my enemy, but I'm not really liking. Right. To the Roman who right. is essentially my enemy because I hope you don't hear the hippos above us. <laughs> right. They're supposed to be outside, but they yes. came in. So yeah. a rabbi has disciples. Yes. And it's not just, oh, I come in the morning and I leave at night and I go right. home. The disciples stay with the rabbi. You traveled. A rabbi would travel around taking, because, I mean, now today, if we want to get our message out, you write a book. You start a podcast. Yes. You start a YouTube channel. Social media. Social media. You are interviewed on the news. You make a movie. We have a plethora of ways of getting our message across. Mm -hmm. Back then, they had one basic way. You traveled. Oral communication. Oral communication. (laughs) And you had to be there to communicate. So a rabbi would take his message, his way of looking at scripture, which was called a yoke, a rabbi's yoke, and you would take that from town to town to town all over Israel, and you would spread your yoke uh, around the different communities. Okay. And so the disciples would actually travel with the rabbi from place to place, learning from him. And so that when they hit a certain point, the rabbi is able to send his disciples out with his specific message, his specific interpretation, his specific yoke for scripture. So I'm coming in the name of Rabbi... Hillel, Rabbi Shlomo. And I'm teaching what he's taught me. Yes. So therefore, I'm coming in his authority. Yes. Okay. Yes. So at the end... We didn't have any specific scriptures, but at the end of Matthew 7, Seven. then, mm-hmm. so I'm turning in my Bible, verse 28, when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So Jesus wasn't referencing. Right. This is one way he stood out, Veronica. Other rabbis, other disciples, you would always reference the one who taught you. Okay. So people knew they could trust you because you were standing on the shoulders of giants. It's not my interpretation. I'm getting this from Rabbi Moshe, who got it from Rabbi Shlomo, who got it from Rabbi Hillel. You would name your school of thought. Okay. The people that came before you. You'd name drop. You would name (laughs) drop. But if you read, I think it's specifically in John 8, Jesus says... I am not teaching in my authority. I am getting my father's authority. The only authority Jesus claimed to teach in is God's. 
Oh. Jesus doesn't name drop at all. Well, or you could say he's the ultimate name drop. He's like <laughs> the God who wrote the scriptures. He's the one I'm giving his authority, his teaching. But that would have stood out because they didn't that say I'm teaching in God's name. No, right. No other rabbi claimed that. Okay. Jesus is the only rabbi to come along and say, this is it. Would this that is have, the ultimate. That would have been shocking then to yes. their ears. Would it have been blasphemous or Could just... Be. You're crazy. Yeah, could have been all of the above. Like, okay. do you really believe that, Jesus? What do you What do you mean? Who are you to say this? Okay. Jesus is claiming something no one else ever claimed. Okay. So, oops, your rabbi comes along mm-hmm. with his disciples. Yeah. Jesus had 12 disciples. He actually had more that than we, that. Okay. Because I was just looking it up. In Luke 10, he sends out 72. Okay. And so, yes, the 12 were definitely his closest. Those were the ones, you know, it's, we, they're the ones we know the names. Right. Peter, James, John. But Andrew even those. in those 12, we know more about some and, and less about others. Yes. But I mean, Jesus had 72 disciples that he had trained enough, he could send them out with his okay. message. So when Jesus is traveling, often it was more than just the 12, there was probably a good group of people around him. That were coming and going constantly. Some, you know, my I can't travel with you, Jesus, this time because my wife's having a baby. It's harvest time. My father died. Whatever. But for this trip, Jesus, I can travel. Right. I can At do least this the, next. Right. Every trip he went on, the 12 would have been there. Okay. On top of the 12, there would have been people coming and going. Okay. Men and women. Okay. Um, and then, so they would walk into a community, and in Matthew 10, Jesus even tells the disciples specifically, here's what you do when he sends out the 12. You find someone whose house is worthy, and you stay at their house. Hospitality is huge in the Middle East, and imagine what it's like if you have the celebrity coming into your community. Right. You want to give them the best care possible because you want your town to have a good name, you want your home to have a good name. So you would invite the rabbi to stay in potentially the nicest house in the community. I was going to say, it's probably the whole community is going, okay, you've got the better right house. Right. But it's also a drain on the Finances. family because now we have this, disi- this rabbi and his disciples to feed. Where do we put them all? How do we mm-hmm. feed them all? So the whole community, hopefully would come around and help take care of this entourage. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz who knows how big it could be. And that's why you know Jesus says if community will not accept your words, you shake the dust off your feet and you leave. It's not just a house has rejected oh, yeah. you, it's a community. Well, and if they're not going to listen to you, they're probably not going to house They're not going to want to put you up and feed well, you. Well, and if that okay, I agree with this rabbi, I don't agree with that rabbi. Right. So if I'm going to use my limited resources, yeah. I'm going to choose someone right. I agree with, I want to learn right. from, not the person. I disagree with. Because essentially, are there rabbis continually coming to towns? I don't know. I have never read a number. Okay. Of like, there was 100 rabbis during Jesus' day, therefore there's one always coming to town. I don't think that. Okay. I don't think there were constant inflow of rabbis. Okay. Um. <clears throat> but but the rabbi's coming and I want to I like you I want to hear what you have to right. say I'm going to encourage by feeding you by housing you I'm right. going to encourage you to stay longer right so we can glean from you right whereas if we're not liking your message right you can keep moving <laughs> right and, and practically speaking because a lot of the people lived hand to mouth like you 
needed to work to get food for the day. You had to make your bread every day. You had to harvest to get the wheat every day. You had to fish to get the fish every day. So it wasn't like they had tons of money that if we take a week off every month, we're okay. Oh, yeah. So by a rabbi coming, you want to sit and listen. This is something exciting. You have Mm -hmm. a... It's a limited opportunity. It's a limited opportunity. So there probably weren't many rabbis. Okay. That alone would make me think there's probably very few. That's a good point. So when one came, it was a big deal. And I'm going to take a short vacation from Mm -hmm. life so I can sit and listen. Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet. Right. Listening. And Martha's like... You can see both of it there. Martha's right. in the kitchen going, uh, we got people to feed right. things we to do. We have to keep our honor up and feed this rabbi mm-hmm. and his group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary's going, yes, but he's not here long. Right. I <laughs> want to listen. So you can you right. can see the struggle. So it's not right. Martha was wrong, Mary was right. Right. There's equally important tasks and things to be done. But it's knowing which task right. at the moment is the most important. Right. And at that moment... Mary, should, Mary, Mary was, was listening. Right. And yeah, right. like Martha, there's a time to be productive and there's a time to mm-hmm. sit. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. we've got like three minutes left here. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think quickly. So a rabbi would come and stay a few days, a week. I, I don't think super long because right. he would be aware he is stopping life He's dra- okay. for this community. You stay a while, give your specific message for that community, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. A rabbi did not travel all the time. Uh, those who have mapped out Jesus' uh, trips in the Gospels actually believe Peter's home in Capernaum was Jesus' home base. Okay. So you would go out and travel for like three months, spread your message, come back, rest, raise, get money back for your family. You would hang out you know if if your husband left for three months when he comes home it's time to be with your family it's time to be with your family Mm -hmm. it's time to make sure everything's okay again make some more money so you can go back out on the road Mm -hmm. so jesus wasn't traveling constantly for those three years he was coming and going Mm -hmm. and then the disciples when they were able to rest and see their families take care of their needs because you didn't necessarily grab your disciples from your own community right they're from different communities come from different communities so okay all right, disciples, we're heading home. Go home. Be with your family. Right. We'll take some time off. Let's meet up again at this place at this time. Right. right. Those of you who can make it. Right. You know, and obviously the 12, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if the 12 didn't really go home. <laughs> you know, if they right. saw their family as they were traveling through their community. Right. Um. I don't know if there was different levels of discipleship, but like Matthew 8, Jesus acknowledges a discipleship issue. Foxes have holes, birds Mm -hmm. of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. A a disciple's role was hard because you were wanting to learn everything from your rabbi, Mm -hmm. how they walked, how they lived. There's a funny story that they tell of disciples even hiding under their rabbi's bed to see what it was like for he and his wife in bed <laughs> together. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, a little intense. But that was what a discipleship looked like. You picked up everything about you your rabbi. You copied. You were you to imitate imitated. your rabbi. Yeah. Every mannerism, their speech. Their walk. Their, yeah. Yes. How All they right. taught you wanted to teach. Yes. All right. So that is episode five of the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. Come back next in two weeks. Two weeks. Not next week. Nope. August 16th 
we will continue our discussion. Yeah. On rabbis. I think Erica has more to say. Jenna will probably still be silent. <laughs> Jenna. Silent Jenna's, partner. Yes. Jenna's always the silent sister. So. <laughs> They're both shaking their head no. But thanks for joining us. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.